why, 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 why? Today, I want to talk a little bit about why and share a, a story, a little bit of a story about me, Pajama Grandma, Sharon Hornelstrom here. In case you haven't met yet, go ahead and put hashtag pajama in the comments below. So now it's just the first time you're being exposed to Pajama Grandma. Now, if you're just hearing my voice, you probably don't know, but I am wearing hot rollers in my hair and my bathrobe, my pajamas. I'm actually still in my pajamas today. So good morning, Chad. Not sure how much you'll get out of this, but probably something. I learned about the five why strategy, probably from Tony Robbins in the 1980s. It could have been the 90s. It's been a long time ago now, but I revisited it recently as my beautiful three-year-old granddaughter is in the why phase. And anybody who's a parent and listening to me will understand what I'm talking about. Um, it's interesting. My son is getting a dose of it because he doesn't remember how his why phase was. But all little children go through a phase where they ask the question why so much that you think you're going to go insane. They want to know how the world around them works. And so they ask the question why over and over and over again. But we as adults sometimes forget to ask the question why. And it's not why is something the way we wish it would be and not. That, that's not a very valuable question. But why we do something. Why we're interested in something. Why we think the way we think about certain things. Those are all good why questions. And the more why questions we ask about ourselves, the better off we are. If we ask why questions about other people, we'll never know the answer because we're not inside their head. We can't get inside their head and know all of the experiences and all the thought processes and all the beliefs and the patterns and things that they've had that cause them to look at a situation in their own unique way. But as I'm thinking about the five whys today, and you're probably thinking, why do you have hot rollers in your hair? Why should I listen to you? And why, 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 why? Well, I have hot rollers in my hair because I have a day of activity outside of the house, outside my bathroom, and I need to look presentable for it. So instead of waiting to share my why story with you, I just hop on and am talking to you in my rollers. And another reason why is because the me of 10 years ago would not have been caught dead outside of my house in my hot rollers, much less on a video, which, you know, who knows how many people will see this video. Maybe a lot, maybe, maybe not very many. It doesn't matter. There's already Chad watching. So I know that one person has already seen me in my hot rollers today. And instead of being mortified, it kind of makes me smile inside because I know how much I've grown as a person from the person 10 years ago today. Now, that person 10 years ago today, me, um, I, I was like running around with a, like a chicken with my head cut off. And I have a little chicken that got its head cut off, a little rubber chicken. And I keep it in my bedroom to remind me of how my life was back then. I don't know about you, but when we're starting our own businesses or running our own businesses, we're often wearing so many hats and doing so many things that we are running through our life and we're not really experiencing it. And that was me at that time. I was 48 years old back then and you're thinking, well, 48, you should know better, but I didn't. I had been running my own business since 2004 at that point. And so that would have been six years. And I wasn't just running one business, I was running six or seven different businesses with my now ex-husband. Um, most of them in, the, in real estate, some of them were in the hospitality industry, some of them were just sales organizations, and one was an Italian food manufacturing business, which the Italian food manufacturing business 
actually should have taken most of my time at that point, but it actually took the least amount of my time back then. And the real estate businesses were the ones that were taking a lot of my time and a lot of my energy. And you think, wow, you're running a bunch of businesses. You're, you're kicking ass and taking names. You should be really, really happy. But I was absolutely positively miserable. I remember, um, it was Thanksgiving and the family was all together and one of my sisters pulled me aside and said, hey, Chris, who was a high school friend of ours, saw you driving by in your vehicle the other day and she said you had the meanest, most angry look on your face. And that really hit me hard because I liked to think that I was a happy, positive person back then and that if somebody I know was seeing me and they thought that I looked angry in when I was doing something as non-stressful as just driving my car around town to probably go into the bank or something. Um, that made me really think about, you know, and, and, and I didn't think very long and hard about it because I did it for another couple of years before I had a, a situation. <clears throat> but it made me just wonder, well, wow, what am I looking like? Am I, am I really giving off that negative, sad, overworked, stressed out vibe? And, and I totally was. Um, I remember all the sleepless nights, all the stressful conversations, all the the struggles to deal with different situations that were coming up in my business. And I knew I could handle them because I'd handle them. I've worked a long time in corporate America. I, I had been running businesses for six years. I knew how to do it. And I'd actually been running businesses since I was 13. I started my first business. It was an ice making business and selling ice to businesses, um, bars and the American Legion and things in a, in a small town by my town when I was 13. So I understand the ins and outs and the workings of business, but most of my life was spent me working my butt off in my businesses and not getting enough help. And that of course led to stress and worry and doubt and fear and struggles that I, you know, looking back now, I probably didn't have to struggle with. All I had to do was ask for help. But for some of us, it's hard to ask for help. You know, and all, all I wanted to do was create a nice life for my family and create a successful or create several successful, fun, awesome businesses that made a lot of money so that I could create a nice life for my family. And instead of being happy and enjoying that experience, I was absolutely positively miserable. I was burning the candle at both ends. I didn't get any sleep. You know, if I slept four hours a night, that was a good night. Um, otherwise, from the, the moment I got out of bed, I was running from thing to thing, place to place, trying to meet everybody's expectations in all these different businesses, plus hold my family and my relationship together. And tomorrow, I'm going to share with you what happened with all that, because after running for you know, 48 years, not probably didn't run for all of that, but most of that 48 years, I hit a very, very big wall. And I want to make sure that anybody listening to me and anybody who comes in contact with me knows that that is not the way to change your life. And so I'll share with you tomorrow what that wall was, what happened, and how I overcame that challenge, which was literally a challenge of life or death and how you can prevent yourself from having to ever face that situation. So that's it. I'm going to cut it off today because I have to get moving and go do some things. I wish you a fantastic day. I will, of course, catch you tomorrow. Bye.